start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Hello, hello, everybody. Um, new studio. We talked about it last week. We said goodbye to the old studio that we've been in for three years and said we were moving to somewhere new, and we have arrived. This is the new studio sound, so hopefully you guys are digging it. Yeah, hopefully it sounds all right. Yeah, I think it sounds good so far. Sounds good through the mic. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully on your guys' end, it's all kosher. Yeah, we'll see. But if it's not, just be patient. We'll figure it out right away. And you can just blame me. Yeah, it's all. It's definitely. It's going to be all me. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to go through this one with a fine tooth comb, make sure that it's up to par. I don't want to release sub. I just can't say par again. I just said par. You backed sorry. yourself into a corner. Yeah. Now you've said it again and again. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh boy. Unsatisfactory content. Yeah, that's right. So Tom, why don't you uh, give us the very quick like Cliff Notes version of MTV Cribs for the new studio. What do we got going on here? <laughs> so I got a new place I'm staying. Uh, it's just going to be temporary. Um, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, um, but I'm getting married this fall, or I'm sorry, this summer. So you uh, know when the wedding is? July. I do know. Um, but houses are taking much longer to build these days than they ever have. So I... I'm not going to have a permanent house to move into come married life. Mm -hmm. So I rented this nice place out in the country. It's on 60 acres. And we moved the studio into one of my upstairs bedrooms. And it's a little bit difficult to turn into like a legit studio. I can't drill any holes in the walls. But uh, I'm making the best. I got a couple... Turkey hunting signs, a couple road closed signs that we've acquired over the years legally. Uh, we just bought them on Amazon. Of course, legally. Uh, Remember, it's a fictional podcast. <laughs> and got a nice futon, a uh, a bear blanket cover for the back of the futon. I, just, I would have called it a bear rug. That's he called I, it a bear rug when I walked. He's like, you see I put a bear rug in? And I was like, what? And I, I, looked, I was like, that's not a bear rug. A <laughs> couple of outdoor life magazines kind of give us the outdoor feel. I got two beaver furs hung up on the wall, coyote fur, and I got our white cat outdoors shot bat. Um, I got a nice mink mount, a beaver mount, a fisher mount, and of course a euro mount of a nice eight pointer I shot a couple years ago. That's your muzzle loader one, isn't it? Yeah, inline. Nice. That's sweet. So Very yeah, cool. it uh, it'll yeah. do. Definitely feel right at home. Yeah, definitely got that outdoor feel for it. I'm really yeah. ready to explore the studio space. Yeah. Make it the, the dojo. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think this will give us a little bit. I think in the long run we're going to have better audio um, because there's no pets allowed here. Um, yeah. No random cell phones. 
and all sorts of other things going off. Um, I don't. Most of that stuff you guys don't hear on the other end uh, it's when it comes out. But us, it, yeah, it's annoying to us and takes forever to clean up. So mm-hmm. if you guys do hear that kind of stuff, sorry about it. Um, you won't anymore though. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, should be all behind us. Um, just all good stuff moving forward. So, indeed. So, so with that, well, yeah. go ahead, Tom. You were going to say was something. Me no? speaking. Oh, I was, I was, gonna say, I was just going to say with that, let's just move right into what we're talking about. Yeah. So, as we all know, turkey season is rapidly approaching. Um, I mean, there's seasons that are going to be opening up here in a few weeks, um, all the way up until the first of May, up where we're at, and. Right around now, I start seeing a lot of stuff on social media about people just debating different tactics with turkeys, um, and it seems like there's a lot of them that are just you know one side of the fence or the other. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground that people can find. So I just wanted to kind of bring them to our attention, talk about them a little bit, kind of see where each of us stand. Um, you should and, have said you wanted to bring them to the table. I wasn't hadn't gotten there yet. You I wasn't going to say, say no. I wasn't going to say bring them to the table, but my thought was is that you know after people listen, I'd like them to you know get a hold of us, tell us where you stand, mm-hmm. um, just because I think it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of and each state's different. So if something we're talking about, these are all going to be based on Pennsylvania, New York, um, Ohio, Maryland, those sort of areas. If you hunt in an area and we're talking about something, um, bear in mind that we may we don't know the regulations in your state so mm-hmm. what's legal for us may be legal or illegal for you and vice versa so um that being said uh first one i wanted to bring up and I, i'm going to start with this one only because tom and i were talking about this a little bit earlier um ground blinds and do you use them do you not use them are you against them for them uh, and i also want to touch a little bit on uh man-made blinds versus like natural blinds and get people's opinions on that one as well as Um, far as a natural blind are you referring to like just like a fallen log or yes fallen log like stump or something that yeah you just take sticks and build yourself yes um yes to which one i I said it's kind of the same thing like i'm like i'm saying if like a tree when i say man-made blind i mean it's something that you bought at a store and brought into the woods and then any Anything you're um, any using natural in- blind would be, you know, making it out of sticks and dung or uh, <laughs> just like up against like I'm not calling sitting at the base of a tree, but if no, you like an uprooted tree, an uprooted tree and you're in its limbs, like, you know, that's one of my favorite setups. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, basically creating a blind that partially covers you with natural material, whether it's mm-hmm. already there or you have to construct it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll start. Um, we'll start with um, like man-made store-bought blinds first, and then we'll go into natural after that. Um, me personally, I love using a store-bought blind. I think that there's a time and a place for them, specifically when it's raining. Um, you know, I love turkey hunting a lot, but hunting turkeys in the rain is a very slow, can be very boring process. They mm-hmm. don't typically talk. They're in the trees longer. And if you're just sitting on the ground, your butt's going to get wet. Everything's going to get wet. There's nothing to, like, if you call, they're not going to call back. Mm-hmm. It's just, in, in my experience. Um, yeah, so they're definitely it's, a lot less vocal. It's a it's... lot of sitting and waiting and hoping that they come through where you're at. So in order to stay out there longer, which increases your chances of killing a big gobbler, 
I think a blind is a great thing to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally legal where we hunt to bring a blind in, set up in it. Um, Tom and I have even used the shoot through screens, which are, I think, even another level of awesome. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it almost feels like cheating. Um, cause like Tom and I sat behind the, sh- the shooting screen. You can't see in Tom no. and I are moving around. I'm moving the camera you know, like we're getting situated, throwing guns around. Like it's not throwing guns around, but like moving our barrels, yeah. getting set up and birds are none the wiser. It was, I think so for raining and then also for having a kid that you're getting into hunting, I think is huge because if you've ever been a little kid, which I know all of you have, or if you have little kids or hunt with little kids, you know how difficult it is to keep them still. Yeah. Putting them in a blind takes away so much of that. So I, I think blinds definitely have their time and place. It's not my favorite way to hunt, but if it's raining, it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Frank, if I, it's raining, then yeah, I'm all about it, but I'm way too impatient of a Turkey hunter to set up a blind. I, I like running and gunning. I like calling, walking, calling, walking. And sometimes, you know, some people think that's like an unsafe way to do things, but depending on where and how you're doing it, it's, perfectly fine yeah uh, you I just kind of have to read your situation but for the most part that's how i like to turkey hunt i like to sit down call for you know 20 minutes half hour nothing's going on i'm moving i'm taking a yeah. 150 200 yard walk calling again just I, I like bouncing around way too much to consistently use a blind i'm absolutely not against them mm-hmm. i think it, and like, i think the most the biggest thing for them is like you said with kids because yeah. You can, kids can get discouraged very fast. So if you're constantly going out and stuff starts to go right and then it gets ruined and it's the kid's fault because they're moving or whatever, Mm -hmm. they can get discouraged. So being in a blind really mitigates that issue a lot. So, and I'm in the same boat with you. You're not going to catch me in a blind if the weather is nice. Um, but a blind allows me to get out there when it's raining and I might consider sitting inside and not hunting that day. Mm Mm-hmm. So no, that, no, that's a good point, Tommy. I know you've hunted with them and without them. Oh yeah, I'm all about them. I'm not. So when it comes to turkey hunting, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love turkey hunting, but turkey hunting for me is a lot more relaxed than deer hunting. Like I take my deer hunting extremely serious. Mm-hmm. That's my bread and butter. Like I said, I love turkey hunting, but turkey hunting for me is strictly fun mm-hmm. yeah like you're you're not i mean yeah you do eat the turkey but you get one meal out of a turkey yeah like yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not turkey hunting to fill your freezer no um with one tag maybe two tags you get yourself four breasts and yeah yeah you're, you're not it's like one meal per bird yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not packing your freezer for winter and eating all winter and spring mm-hmm. so Turkey hunting for me is strictly fun. I, I don't care how you're doing it as long as what you're doing is legal. Uh, I use blinds. Um, if I have birds patterned where I know, okay, they're coming out at this in this field at 9.30 every day, I'm just going to set up a ground blind there maybe a week before the season starts just to get them a little bit used to it Mm -hmm. being there but if i know that the turkeys are coming out there i'm not going to waste my time going into the woods and trying to 
call him in before or right after the roost and potentially booger something up. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get a comfy fold-out chair, bring a cup of coffee, and sit in the ground blind, have a little picnic, and wait for him to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I fall not quite aligned with you when it comes to, like, just turkey hunting's just fun. Um, I wrestle back and forth. Like, turkey hunting has been one of my favorite styles of hunting um, since I was 10, and I think a little bit has to do with, you know, I killed, the first animal I killed was a turkey at 10, and I've just, it seemed I like turkey hunting clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been pretty good at it. Obviously, I had some really great mentors, but even when I started branching out on my own and um, doing my own calling and developing my own style, I got pretty good at it. Um, I, I, I believe I'm pretty consistent when it comes to hunting turkeys. And so I, I wouldn't say, like, I don't get, um, like, when it comes to, like, archery hunting, I'll be planning all week, every day, you know, what's going on, checking the weather, checking the wind, mm-hmm. barometric pressure, where should I hunt today, bouncing ideas off of Tom. My turkey hunting, it's like if I'm hunting tomorrow, I'm going to be like, yeah, so I think I'm going to go up to, you know, X property. Yeah. That's as far as I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to sneak in, you know, as the birds are gobbling, if I haven't scouted it, and then just set up from there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do agree with Tom on the aspect of like, it's much more laid back. It's definitely laid back, but I'm also like, I, I guess that's basically, it's a little bit more laid back than yeah, archery. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I want to get a bird like that. Yeah. Why I'm going out there, but it's just, I don't feel as much pressure yeah. going turkey hunting as I do when I'm going deer hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but that being said, I don't strictly hunt a blind. I, yeah, I sit at the base of a tree. I will hunt near the roost and try and call them in once they fly down and I'll like Frank said, walk and call. I, I, I do pretty much any, any tactic of legal Turkey hunting. I'm willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know one time Tom and I were actually, um, we were hunting up in New York one time, uh, not at the headquarters, but, uh, a family friends farm. And we had got set up where we figured these birds were roosting. And as it was starting to get light, we could see, you know, some birds up in the tree realized that like, Oh shit, we were maybe a little too Way close. Too close. <laughs> um, and as it got time for fly down, I mean, we were so close. They flew right over top of us and landed within gun range behind us. Like they, we were in it. Yeah. It was pretty wild. They happened to all be Jake's, um, but it was freaking cool to get that close to them and mm-hmm. just be, I mean, literally like I, I heard them take off. You look up and you just see the bottom of a bird, you know, Pitching 15 right yards head. ahead of, or above you. Like, I mean, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty neat. Um, but as for the natural blinds, um, that's one of my favorite things. I don't really build blinds in the woods. Like, um, when I was younger, my dad used to drag sticks to use as like a rest for me because I was just too little. Mm -hmm. Um, so he would like take a Y stick and jam it in the ground in front of me. So I had like a little shooting stick. Um, but nowadays I really enjoy, um, either root balls or like not, I guess not really like a root ball, but like if a tree tips over and the roots are up, yeah. tucking myself into the corner of the trunk and um, the, the, root the root ball or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I just, it gives you a really nice tucked in spot and you're concealed. Um, one of my favorites too is a fallen down tree and just getting into a little pocket between, if it's like a common base, 
Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can literally sit on one, get you elevated off the ground a little bit. You're just tucked in there. You got limbs around you, and you just totally disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've killed a couple birds that way. That is just, you know, you felt like you were totally invisible. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great thing. Um, but as for like building a blind in the woods, I never really got into that. Just mainly because it makes too much noise. Yeah, it's time and, consuming. Um, I am very aggressive. Uh, when I, when it comes to turkey hunting, and I know Tom knows that, um, I will run through the woods if mm-hmm. I feel like I have to, like yeah. I, it, I am very aggressive. Um, so when it, when it comes to being like that, sometimes I am getting very close to the birds before I'm like getting set up. I just simply don't have the time to build a blind. Like I'm, mm-hmm. there's been times where I'm moving in and like last year when I was hunting, I got to the corner of the field bird gobbled he was inside 100 yards already and i'm like shit i gotta set up like now Mm -hmm. so i ended up army crawling across this or not across this field but along this field kind of you know bear crawl slash army crawl got set up through my decoy out jumped back in on the wood line and i was good to go like i didn't have time to drag sticks around and build this blind Mm -hmm. um but i'm not against it either but i just like finding something i could just sit down into yeah no doubt. I'm the same way. If I can just find something that's naturally there to tuck myself into, I'm all about that to just have the natural cover. But yeah. rarely Turkeys see I... so good. Yeah. Having that concealment is key. Yeah. So I, I'm i the same. I'm not going to waste my time dragging sticks around, especially because, like I said, how I like to hunt turkeys. I'm not going to spend the time to build this blind here when I know I'm only going to be here for an hour tops. Yeah. I agree. Tommy, what about you? Uh, one of my favorite, it's really not a natural blind, but one of my favorite setups for turkey, not using a man-made blind, is, well, if you can find yourself a hemlock. And hemlocks are kind of like a blind. They got mm-hmm. limbs everywhere. Um, but if typically hemlocks grow in like mossy soil. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself a hemlock, you usually got some soft ground to sit on. And if you got like two roots that come out and okay, like yeah. go right around your legs, little lazy boy. Yeah, that that's what I. And that's you, a napping tree. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of tuck right up against that. You got limbs coming around you. If you well. were up too late talking about your turkey strategy the night before, it's a pretty good setup, no yeah. doubt. It's been a few times, you know. <laughs> go to like you think you're gonna like birds have flown down you know they moved on you know you're not quite ready to get back up yet but you're like i'm just gonna shut my eyes for 10 minutes just a couple minutes and actually you know it's 8 30 you're like shit <laughs> <laughs> but no that's i forgot about that but yeah i am i know when i get to an area i'm looking for big roots mm-hmm. stick it out because like you said just kind of tucks you, in, you, right nestles in. you right in there yeah you get like just the right pitch like on the soil so like you're kind of reclined back I like to throw my knees up. I use my knees as like my shooting rail now that I'm yeah. a little bit older. And yeah. um, this year, shooting with a bow. So I haven't, that's going to be a whole new thing for me. Um, I'm going to have to relearn because part of this is not using a blind. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that I'm against it, but just for my own being like, I just, I'm going to sound like an ass saying this. <laughs> um, but in my brain, and I, it's the same thing as I say with like, uh, like the self filming isn't that hard. Um, I just, <laughs> I think shooting a turkey with a bow out of a blind is too easy. Not yeah. that, cause I've never done it. So I'm speaking just, you know, arrogance and just ego. Just a, a step up from 
using a shotgun. Yeah, I, I, I'm very confident in my ability to hit my mark with a bow. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's much more of a challenge throwing an arrow than it is a shotgun. In my, like, the way I shoot in, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys pretty much know, when I, if I'm archery hunting, if I say I hit one, that freaking deer, it's, that deer's dead and it's not far. And I know yeah. a turkey's a smaller s- section, but I'm very confident in my shot. So I just, I think for me to satisfy my own ego, I want to do, do it, it the hard mind. way. Yeah. I, I think shooting one with a bow inside of a ground blind would be easier than shooting one with a shotgun off the base of a tree. Really? Yeah. I think the the I act think... of doing it, if you if if the hitting your mark was a controlled variable, yes. But I think there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a bow that don't go wrong with a shotgun. Yeah, I think as far as like you said, if you knew you were gonna hit the mark. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with what Tom said. I think it would be easier to shoot one uh you know i I, it just you're adding so much more being out of the blind and you know if you're in a blind with the bow then you know you're gonna hit it you're the deer or the deer the the turkey's not gonna see you draw the bow like it's yeah you're you're putting a lot of things in your favor and i feel like you are and again, I feel like this whole conversation just makes you sound like an asshole, but especially because we've never done it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, that's why I prefaced it with I haven't done it before. It's just yeah. my own opinion. But I, I definitely, if you think disagree with me, I think you're means. cheating if your first bow turkey kill is in a blind. I wouldn't. I shouldn't say, say cheating. cheating. Yeah. I just. There's I think no you, good way to word. This. I think you have to. It comes down to I'm not doing this for anybody but myself. Yes. And for what's your for, goal? For me to be satisfied with killing a bird with a bow, you gotta be I'm, out in the open. You yeah. have to have the element of drawing the bow. I, I'm, with I'm the blue balled if I'm you. in a blind. I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Close, but just wasn't quite. Yeah. Close, wasn't quite there. So, I just I want the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So I think part of archery is knowing when to draw. In the concealment of it, yes. yes. I totally agree. Um, yeah, and, and that's I've, what the whole, that's what you're going for is that element of archery hunting a turkey. And if the element of drawing the bow is taken out of it, yeah, then you're not getting what you want out of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing it or shouldn't be allowed. You just have to make that decision within yourself and what you want to achieve. Yeah. If all you want to do is drive an arrow through a, a turkey and you don't care how it happens, go grab a crossbow and send it. Yeah. I really, but that's just not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm totally speaking on opinion when I say that I think it's too easy. Mm-hmm. It's just in my brain – if I went out there and did it with the blind, I would just be like, yeah. mm. even though you've never done it, you've hunted enough, you know, yeah. I know what I can get away with in a blind and what I can't get away with on the ground. Yes. I don't know how many times we've been turkey hunting and I feel like everything's going right. And next thing I know, I hear boop, 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 gone. gone. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And that's with a shotgun in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. doesn't happen when you're in a blind. No. You know, in a blind, Tom and I are literally talking back and forth. Moving um, around. Moving around, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and if totally you were oblivious. doing that, you know, drawing the bow in there, they're not going to see you. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're invisible. So, like I said, that's just my personal goals for myself. Um, 
I'm not saying like if if you kill one with a bow, regardless how it gets done, I'm proud of you. Yes. Awesome. I agree. Um, this even is if you just, kill one with a shotgun, we're proud of you. I'm yeah. Even if it's a Jake, nothing yeah. wrong with Jakes. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I guess while we're talking about you know advantages, disadvantages, and stuff, the next one I kind of wanted to roll into um, was uh, decoy hunting. Deeks, uh, for short. Deeks, yeah. I, I hate when people say I do, deeks. too. Like, Try. decoy is not a long word. Yeah. <laughs> You're not saving much time. <laughs> well, Nick? I'm a big decoy guy. Um, and let me tell you a little story. So, back when I started turkey hunting, at the wee age of 10 years old, um, my grandfather and my dad... More of my grandfather used decoys a lot. Dad used them a little bit, you know, 50-50. Um, well, Dad used them uh, most of the time when we were little, and he would say, okay, the decoy is 20 yards away. Yeah. I remember most times hunting with Dad, we had a decoy just simply as a marker. Oh, okay, you're probably right. Well, you hunted with Grandpa a lot more. Yeah, um, and Grandpa, and that, that's where my impatient style, I think, came from. Um you ever hunted turkeys with my grandpa? He's very impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact anyway, that he can't hear doesn't help. <laughs> no, but he still kills a shit ton of birds. And he, I mean, there's plenty of guys in the area that can't kill turkeys. That my grandpa's like, here, come with me, mm-hmm. get some a bird. He's done it to several people. He's a very generous guy. Teaches anybody anything. Um, but anyway, so back to the decoy deal. Um, I love using decoys. Um, but when I first was younger, and decoys were introduced to me. They were dog water. Um, there was like, they were just like foam forms yeah. that had been in the bottom of a turkey vest for 20 years that didn't look like a turkey. The head was just spray painted red and white. Mm-hmm. Like it, nothing about this thing looked like they a turkey. It was just a blob of color out yeah. there. And then we had a couple inflatable ones. Those that, were a step up. Th- they were a step up, but they weren't. Yeah, so you had a couple of those inflatable ones that actually looked still good. does. Yeah, they don't look too, it's, it's, it's smooth, but. The, it looks like a turkey. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Um, and we used them a lot. And, I mean, I killed birds over them. But I never got that um, outdoor channel velociraptor running at me effect out mm-hmm. of decoys. They always just seemed to be in the picture. And, yeah, I shot a bird with them. Yeah. I never felt like. It was because uh, of yeah, the decoy. Yeah, exactly. Um and we used to, I mean, Tom and I would carry, you know, a bunch of decoys out and stuff. And like I said, I never got that experience of just birds running in and like, oh, yeah, this is why, you know, because of these decoys. Um, well, a few years ago, bought a full set of Avian X decoys. They're not sponsored or anything like that. We just, just I, I basically, I was using Camo Fire, um, which is basically just a website that they put new deals on every single day. I got... Um, Avian X decoys at like 40% off. So I was like, mm, yeah, I'll try them. Um, mainly because Tom and I had one set of decoys. And if we weren't hunting together, you know, they were Tom's decoys. So I didn't have any to use. So I was like, I'm just yeah. going to go buy some decoys. Um, so I bought these Avian X decoys. And first time I used them, absolutely loved them. Um, they just looked really real. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're 3D. The first time you well. used them was when we doubled down. Mm-mm. No, yeah, I, that was the first year you had them, and that was opening day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. I had them all. 
uh, in the shower trying to get them blown up. Yeah. So, yeah. And you were in the hospital the day before. You're you met, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got them all set up, and I got the outdoor channel effect. We had, I think, 14 gobblers sprinting at our spread of decoys, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've never Gobbling seen Gobbling their heads off on the way Oh, in. yeah, it, it was insane. Like, they were 150, 200 yards out when they crested this hill, saw those decoys, and just started running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now I'm really sold. Yeah. Um, I've since knocked it back down to I early season. This is pro tip, so you guys want to write this down. I carry one full strutter decoy. I don't carry any hens anymore. Um, and it's been deadly. Killed two birds on this deal in two years. So um, basically what I'm doing is I put one full strut decoy out there, and it's a Jake. Um, but my theory on it is, you know, if I'm calling to a gobbler, he's starting to come in. He sees a full strut Jake out there, which turkeys are very territorial. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see this decoy out there, full strut. He's like, now I know I heard a hen, but that guy's pissing me off. So <laughs> what they're going to do is they're going to come in looking for this hen, but they're pissed off at that gobbler. So they're, even though they're moving in, they're focusing on that gobbler. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get a little bit of a breeze with these, with these decoys, they, they Turn. oscillate and it just drives birds insane. Like, I mean, literally this bird I killed last year straight on a string came right into the decoy, like just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been sold on that. So like early season, and I say early season because I haven't made it to the late season. That's how effective these decoys (laughs) have been. (laughs) Who needs late season? Yeah. Um, So they've been great. And I I can't get enough of them. Um, I used to, you know, have that feeling of I wonder if these are doing anything. Now I know 100% that thing's... Mm-hmm. I have to give credit to a decoy on on a lot of my kills lately. Mm-hmm. So, Frank, I, I know you're not big on decoys. I it, it's a, a laziness thing for me for the most part. I don't want to put them up and take them down because I'm moving around all the time. I don't want to spend the money on them. So, I hunt with Tom a lot. You know, we hunt in pairs a lot. So, if I'm with Tom, I'm all about decoys. I like having them. But if I'm hunting by myself, I'm too lazy for that crap. But, that's one thing. Avian X decoys, they're wicked bulky. Yeah. So I bought, so they have two different versions. They have the HDR, which is a heavy duty realistic mm-hmm. decoy. And then they have the LCD, which is lifelike collapsible decoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the LCDs. They're a little bit cheaper than the, the, uh, HDRs. Mm-hmm. Um, not very collapsible. <laughs> they are not collapsible. I mean, they are full-size bird all the time. And they come with a nice carrying case. But when we first started hunting, we had five of them. You try and carry five lot. decoys, a blind, two shotguns, a chair, whatever. Like, Yeah. I was carrying. And Nick carried, I think, yeah. his shotgun. So I will be honest. I think a lot of my... Going down to one dec- one gobbler decoy does come a little bit from laziness because mm-hmm. um, I'll just clip it to my vest and let it dangle behind me. I got my shotgun, and then most of the time on the way out, I just got a bird over my shoulder and good to go. Um, but you yeah, I, I totally... use that bird pocket on the back. I've never used that thing ever. 
Have you guys? Yeah, I've yeah. used it for pheasants. I've never, or like rabbits. I've never I've taken ne- a second to throw that thing in a. No, I, I wouldn't put bag. a turkey in there. I mean, it's big enough. To it's put big a enough. That's what it's a, there for. Yeah, I put birds in there. If huh. I mean, if if I if you kill for like more than three hundred yards from the your property or your truck, it's pretty nice to just put it in there and walk. Yeah, but how are you supposed to take pictures on Snapchat of just like a, a just a little bit of a claw sticking in the corner with no yeah. caption? This is true. Yeah, big I, fan hanging up over yeah, your head. Yeah, there's something. I just feel like it's all to me that suck of carrying a bird hundreds of yards. It's worth it. It to me, it's part of the experience. It's twenty pounds. It's not that bad. Yeah, but I mean, they do get a little uncomfortable to carry because they're it's dead weight. You got spurs poking you in the hand where you're trying to grab. Um, that was, this year was the first time I had that problem. Um, they were, I mean, big hooks. Oh, your other birds were just real mature and just spurs wore. <laughs> yeah, they wore right, 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 right off. No, most <laughs> this bird I killed last year was the first bird that I would consider like a fully mature bird i've killed plenty of like long beards mm-hmm. but they're long beards at two years old yeah um you know it doesn't take a bird long to get a seven eight nine inch beard and have seven eight spurs that mm-hmm. are just kind of bumps yeah. um this was the first one i killed that had like hooks. full hooks and i grabbed a hold of the bird like i did every other bird i've ever killed and i was like Ooh, damn like there's there's watch some... out for that yeah um and then yeah i did i took took a picture sent it to the group chat of just a little foot in the corner like ah heading to my next setup but uh yeah um so yeah i'm big on decoys but uh, i guess while we're talking decoys the next i know the one that you wanted to talk to kind of leads it goes kind of hand in hand with yeah and um what i I, it's kind of a form of decoy hunting but it's uh, reaping turkeys which if you're unaware of what reaping turkeys is it's basically using a gobbler decoy or usually like a a fan of some sort on your weapon or in front of you and you're like stalking the bird um that way um look it up on youtube there's a ton of videos of people doing it it's pretty wild yeah um where we live and where we hunt it's illegal um and for good reason i i yeah it well one on public land it's illegal to stalk a bird Mm -hmm. um for good reason yeah um there all of us have been approached in the woods thinking we were a turkey yes um i think dangling a fan above your head (laughs) not a smart idea yeah um i've heard too many stories of people getting shot um so like i said it's illegal where we're at i've never done it i've never been able to um i hear individuals that i know hunt pa talk about reaping turkeys and i just stay silent um because i know it's illegal Mm -hmm. Uh, personally i would love to do it once i i think because of the reasons i like archery about getting up close Mm -hmm. and stuff i think reaping turkeys would be like pinnacle i think it'd just be a major adrenaline rush it'd be like catching a rattlesnake like just being that close i'm the same Um, way i would love to do it one time like i'll be straight up with you if i'm hunting a state that is legal and i'm in an area that i feel i can safely do it it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, we're going to do it. That's my biggest hang-up with reaping. I think it's an awesome way to kill turkeys. I love watching videos of people doing it, and I would love to do it someday because it looks like a freaking blast. Like, to have a yeah. turkey right off the end of your barrel, like, how would that not You've be You've seen a, a guy time, that does it. But... He does it with a shotgun pistol. Like, literally, like, sneaks up, 
drops the decoy and then just bam with that's a pistol. Wild. I'm like, that's yeah. wild. But yeah, the my biggest hang up with it is the safety aspect of it because there's a lot of idiots running around turkey hunting, and it can be it, dang, it, it can be dangerous even without dangling a fan yeah. in front of your face. So people are just dumb. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest things that brains talk about go the way out the window when during hunting. turkey season even during deer, deer hunting yeah. people do not positively identify their target and yeah. i don't know how many times they drill that into your head during hunter safety courses mm-hmm. nobody I, I can't say nobody there's a lot of people out there that don't yeah um i know people personally that have shot decoys yeah um <laughs> just throwing that out there mm-hmm. um so it's just i don't know if you ever watch turkeys in the wild they don't stay in the same spot for very long, so if you can sneak 150 yards and he hasn't moved yet. That ain't a turkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that's just my opinion. But, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not against reaping if you're in an area that you can do it. Um, a lot of people argue that it's un, it's an unfair advantage um, to the bird. I don't... To the bird or to you? You have the advantage? I, yeah, you have the upper hand, um, being that, like, the birds just can't resist it. And I, I don't know... The object is to kill the bird. Yeah. If you're not out there to kill the bird, what are you doing? And it's not like you're going um, out there reaping 16 turkeys. Yeah. You have a tag. Whether or not you shoot it from 20 yards away or 3 yards away, Yeah, what and is I don't difference? think it's an unfair advantage because I still think, like, there's still a lot of skill involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the people that are against it, um, it's... <sighs> I feel like they just probably haven't experienced it. They watched a compilation on YouTube of mm-hmm. it being done 40 times in 20 in, in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they think that it's just that simple, that they can just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But I have a feeling there's a lot of, that failed, a lot of failed attempts before yeah. that actually works. Yeah, because how often do you see one turkey? And if you have a flock of turkeys out in front of you and you're trying to reap this one bird... If one circles out to the side of you, you're done because now he yeah. does, he's not seeing that fan anymore. He's seeing you crawling behind it, and yeah. you're done. So you need the whole flock to be right in front of you and the one bird you know, to be in just the perfect spot that you can get a shot. It's not as simple as just crawling out there and pulling the trigger. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think the only reason it's outlawed in a lot of states is the safety aspect. Yeah, I and, agree. And it, that's my opinion. I, I just, I, yeah, think, I definitely don't think it's the advantage part. Because of it. I think that's a very thing. slippery slope mm-hmm. um, to go down with the unfair advantage. Yeah. Because using a weapon could be an unfair advantage. Yeah. Why are you Hunting deer from an elevated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I, I just, I think the whole unfair advantage is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. That's um, just an excuse people use when they don't have an actual excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you draw the line at advantages? Exactly. Like, well, I know some can, states, camo's an advantage. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't really wear camo a lot, but I know some states have outlawed completely the use of trail cameras. You can't in season, out of season. You can never put a trail camera out. I honestly wouldn't. Advantage I honestly wouldn't be too butthurt if that happened. I wouldn't either. I'm not like a. Um, big... I like trail cameras. I th- mm-hmm. but I to this day, even now, Tom and I run a bunch of cell cameras too. I can't tell you one time that. A trail camera is the reason I killed a deer. Yeah, same. Um, I know I've heard of people doing it and stuff. You see it on social media, but how true is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just spend a 
lot of time in the woods, and I think yeah, that trumps everything. I think spending time in the woods creates luck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, I tested to the lottery. You know, if you never play the lottery, never you're gonna never going to win. If you play the lottery once in your life, you're probably not going to win. But if you continue to play, continue to play. Odds are always going it's, up. It's going, it's every time you get out there, your odds are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's seasons I go that I don't win, but I can tell you I played every day. Yeah. So. Um, Inspiring, Nick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> write it in pen. It's like one of those any given Sunday speeches. Yeah, it is. So I guess come opening, or actually the last day of turkey season, if you haven't killed yet, refer back episode 168. Get minute hyped. mark 4.55 and then 4. go back 455 <laughs> and then go back like 15 seconds to the beginning um, yeah and then you can just be inspired to go out and yeah. get a turkey maybe a new hashtag will be like hashtag played the lottery and you're, no we're not doing that oh yeah it's big time you're an idiot I'm gonna get like uh, like powerball decals with like Turkey Prince. That's stupid. It's yeah, really that's stupid. not that's a good idea. Terrible <laughs> stupid. idea. We were talking about stupid ideas last week. This goes in the stupid idea pile. Yeah, just right in there. Don't burn it, but it's going to go in the stupid <laughs> pile. We'll, we'll revisit. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, I so I guess we're all in agreement. Tom, did you give your opinion? You didn't give your opinion on reaping. No, I'm I'm all about it if it's legal. I think mm-hmm. it. So you'd do cool. it if we could. Oh, yeah. Oh, in a, in a second, yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like anyone that, I feel like t- turkeys in archery season, I can say, I don't know necessarily, probably pretty much any form of hunting or fishing and stuff, I feel like you have to be a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Um, I f- you, you ha- not like in the sense of like skydiving and stuff, yeah, but, but if you aren't getting an adrenaline dump from shooting a gobbler or yeah. shooting a big buck, what are you doing? Or like shooting yeah. a Jake or shooting a Jake. Yeah. Any of it. Like they gobble. If you're not shaking after you shoot. Yeah. Like t- that's adrenaline. Yeah. That's and why I, you're doing it. And so I just feel like you would just unlock even more of that adrenaline dump mm-hmm. with a reaping, uh, decoy. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm constantly chasing that Next every fun season. way to do it. I always like just trying new things yeah. with hunting. Like I'm switching to the recurve. recurve this year. Yeah, it's just Let's, always yeah, something me with new. a bow for turkey. Yeah, you always want something new, a new challenge. And you know, after you do the same thing over and over and over again, you're like, oh, let's add another element to it. And if you know reaping is that element, then I'm all for it if it's legal. Yeah, yeah. have fun with it. Um, so the last thing I wanted to bring up in some states have this policy some don't some it's half the season some it's full season full season um but it's the times for turkey hunting mm-hmm. um in the state we the, all actually all the states we hunt um it is um you can only hunt until noon in the springtime in the springtime um and then the last two weeks of the spring in pa you can hunt all day mm-hmm. um in the fall you can hunt all day because they're not mating yeah or nesting um, i should say so I'm not really against the uh, policy um, of only hunting till noon. I'm not. And I think it goes back to where Tom said, you know, it's a little bit more laid back. Um, Mm -hmm. Sitting in the woods, deer hunting 
all day, every day for even like, you know, during the rut, Tom and I will do it for nine days in a row. Yeah. That wears on your brain. Oh yeah. Um, it does. just, it's, it's a, you're, it becomes a mental game mm-hmm. way more than a physical thing. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know if I could make that commitment to turkeys and just hunting and going all day. Mm-hmm. Um, limiting it to noon allows me to get some stuff done afterwards. Um, it makes me a little bit more aggressive in my style because I know I only have till noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest reason is why they do it uh, is because, of, like you said, the breeding season. Mm-hmm. Um the idea is, you know, around noon and stuff, you know, hens are going back to their nests. Um, they're sitting on their eggs. There's breeding that's still going on. And it's important for that to get. Done. Yeah. Especially in the last few years in our area, um, turkey numbers in, from what I've observed, have been a lot lower. Um, They've been coming back a lot the past yes, couple they, of years. Yes, they like are, the but they're, it's not what it was 10 years ago. Even though we're back on the rise... Mm-hmm. I don't think turkey hunting is what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Tom and I used to be able to, any day we went out, I mean, you would fire birds up at every sit Yeah. and different flocks. And so like there were just birds everywhere. Mm-hmm. There now, was multiple times where we called in too many birds at one time. And could, yeah, couldn't <laughs> shoot because yeah. we didn't want to take two out mm-hmm. um, or even more. Um, but there's farms that I don't hunt for a couple of years because there's just not enough birds mm-hmm. um so the idea that we're trying to give them the other half of the day to do their thing do their thing i think is very important i 100 um, percent agree if there's there's not a real reason why you need to go disturb them on their nest yeah. it's not like a deer that you know run around they breed and then the yeah, they're not the, the does carrying some... the fawn yeah. With a turkey, if you bumper off the nest, those eggs could die. You know, Bucks, yeah. coyotes, yeah. just getting cold. Just getting Anything. cold, yeah. it's They have to be on them, incubating them in order yeah. for them to hatch. So if you're bumping them off, you're causing problems. Yeah, If you I bump a, a buck off a doe, you're not causing a problem. He's going to be right back on her in 10 seconds, unless yeah. you shoot him, of course. But yeah. still, there's going to be yeah. another one, and if she's bred already... She's got a, a fawn inside of her. It's not like you're ruining something. Yeah. I also, while touching on like shooting times and everything, I personally believe that our season comes in a little late. Um, based on hunting Ohio and Maryland um, that comes in a couple weeks early, I just, I feel like we're like the turkey rut, mm-hmm. if you will. I feel like starting when we do in beginning of May, I feel like we're missing the full experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, like, and I know that like b- peak breeding season is different geographically. Yeah. Um, Our I, peak breeding season here is April. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like wanting to hunt the rut for deer, you know, they give us peak rut during mm-hmm. archery. Um, we don't, I don't believe we get peak rut or peak breeding season. What do season. they call it for I know they don't call it rut. Turkey rut, yeah. Turkey rut. I think it's just breeding season or mating season. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I mean, how often before the season do you see gobblers breeding hens um, out in fields? Mm-hmm. Can't tell you. I don't think I've ever seen it during the season. I don't think I've ever seen it during season either. But it happens all the time in the spring leading up to the season. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel like we're missing. And maybe that's another thing for the turkey populations and what our 
yeah. game commission is deemed. They're trying to let them do that breeding before so, you yeah. start hunting them. Yeah, so I'm speaking a little bit uneducated here, but um, I just think it would be fun to hunt them when they're yeah. even more active. Speaking from a fun standpoint, it would yeah. be nice to... But I know I'm very proud of the conservation that our game commission has done. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody feels that way, but I have seen the quality of wildlife increase. The people that disagree with that are... They have tickets. I'll say they're idiots. They have tickets. Yeah. They've been busted. Yeah. You know, they have a gun up, a a loaded gun up against their truck or something and think it's dumb. Yeah. If you Um, look at what the game commission has done for pretty much every species in Pennsylvania and a lot of other states, and I can't speak for every other state and what they're doing, but every DCNR and game commission that I've interacted with, they do a great job. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think there was a time in Pennsylvania where the season was actually shut down for deer hunting because there was the deer numbers were so low. Yeah. And they actually imported more deer from other states, specifically like Kansas and Iowa. Michigan and was Michigan, a big one. Um, to repopulate the state mm-hmm. and bring deer hunting back. Yeah. So, like, if you think – if we didn't have a game commission – we wouldn't have deer in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, because they are the only ones that had the power to shut the season down, mm. import more deer. Like you they have you have them to thank for every season you hunt. Yeah. Now. And and I and the quality of the bucks has mm-hmm. greatly increased. Yeah. So I, I mean obviously big bucks got killed back then too, but the, a lot more now. A lot more of them now. That's why records continue to be broken. Yes. Um you know, it's not most records are not standing. You know, I don't think any records are still standing from like the twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. For like, I'm pretty sure all of them have been yeah broken. Um, See, so yeah, I I think whatever regulations they have in place on seasons and times and stuff, I'm sure it's for good reason. Yes. Um, even though, like I said, for fun's sake, I yeah. would like to hunt them in the peak breeding <laughs> season, but I have a feeling that there's a reason why we don't. Yes. But, Tom, how what's your opinions on shooting hours and seasons and stuff? I like how Pennsylvania does it uh, with the last two weeks because, like you said, our turkey season comes in late in those last two weeks of May. The breeding season's pretty much wrapped up. Mm-hmm. You're just catching the tail end. And that time of year, usually, like, if I go out and hunt after work, um, it's about, like, 85 degrees, and you're sweating your bag off, and the bugs are horrible. Oh, so the it's, bugs for turkey hunting is... Good times. Yeah. So it, it's not, like, it's not a great time to be out there. <laughs> Even <laughs> though like, it you is... you know what? We'll give it to you. It sucks yeah. anyway. <laughs> Even though it is legal... You don't see a lot of guys doing it. No. Um, in the fall, point. yeah, you see people turkey hunting in the evening. But yeah. In the springtime, when it does come in the last two weeks, people are like, mm, I think I'm good. Yeah. You go sit next to a tree, sweat your sack off in 80-degree weather and get eaten alive by bugs during a time of the day when the turkeys aren't talking. Yeah. It's not that fun. That's half the fun of turkey hunting is just listening to them talk. I could care yeah. less if I shoot a bird. If I listen to them gobble for 20 minutes, I'm happy. And oh, I've killed multiple birds in the afternoon, and the way I've always done it is knowing when and where they're coming out into a field before they go to roost. Mm-hmm. And that you're really not disturbing the hens on the nest. You're just 
waiting for them to move on their own. Yeah, you're. It's kind of like deer hunting. You're setting up on their travel corridor and waiting. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Does anybody know offhand the gestation period for um, turkeys? Mm-mm. Like how long they carry the egg? Well, not carry the sit egg, but how the they egg. sit on the egg. I like how long know. from the time the egg's laid till it poults hatched. are hatched. I don't I know, no idea. but I know they lay an egg a day for like a while till their nest is full. Yeah, but but don't they all kind of hatch at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know That's how that works. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So if they lay an egg every day, because like there's, it's nothing to see, you know, fifteen to twenty poults mm-hmm. with one hen. So if they I'm lay sure in, they hatch over a period of a few days. It's not like yeah, it's true. And then they you know they're still sitting in their little bird shell. Yeah. Eating worms and what have you. <laughs> yeah. Mommy puke. Yeah. much. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So, Tom, I, I, I do want to thank you for opening us up to a new studio here. Yeah. Rent's no due doubt. on the first of the month, so <laughs> I do charge for the new studio. Well, I'll, I'll mail you the check. I'm Hopefully not paying it doesn't rent get lost. Get a door. Okay. Yeah, we don't have a door yet. <laughs> or an on-air sign. Yeah. Whenever we have a permanent studio, we're having an on-air sign. That's not negotiable. I think a bug zapper in the corner, too, would be cool. From no. what? Aesthetics. Stupid idea jar. That's where that one goes. All right, Nikki, wrap Le- it up. Leave, <laughs> leave, it, the, leave, it, leave it in the comments. Uh, all right. Well, that, that wraps it up there, guys. Thank you again for listening. Um, we appreciate you guys staying with us for this long uh, and continuing to listen week after week. Um, I know we're kind of in between hunting seasons, but turkey season's right around the corner, so make sure you guys are all still getting outside.